Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you have clicked on this video. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'd go ahead and ask if you'd like and subscribe to our channel. We have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. I'm super excited for today. We're changing it up a little bit, and we will be uh, interviewing my dad, the mm. pastor, our dad, the pastor yeah. here, Brian True. Treadaway. <clears throat> this is me, Truett Treadaway, and Hunter Treadaway here on the podcast. How's it I'm going? The fifth born. He's the third, third born. born. Yeah. Uh, he's the oldest son. I'm the second son here. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good podcast today. It I'm super is. excited for It'll it. So, we see uh, the ministry of Vertical now, and a lot of people just, you know, maybe this is their first time seeing you, and they're like, yeah. oh, cool. This guy has had a ministry, and it's probably been like this forever. He's been and with it, Vertical all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Some it's, people don't know Vertical 1800s. Church. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't know that Vertical Church is just eight years old, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, I'm excited today to dive into the history of what has made you who you are, yeah. and we're going to hear the passion uh, that you have for ministry, all right? So yeah. uh, we're going to start away on the throwback yeah. of 60 years ago, 1963, mm. you- Cute baby crying sound. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yes. You're born, <laughs> uh, and you are living in Oak Cliff, yep. right? Oak Cliff, which is- uh, was the happening spot back in yeah, 1963. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and you're born to Lucille and Ben Treadaway. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about what your life was like with your parents? You know, what was that uh, time frame like as an yeah. only child as well? Yeah, exactly. So first I'll say I'm super honored that we three get to be together to do this. Sounds yeah. more than a more than a dream come true because I don't know that I would have ever even dreamed it. So it's yeah. beyond that. So I'm glad for this. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up in Oak Cliff. My dad was a truck driver at the time and uh, my mom was not working early, early on and lived in Oak Cliff, but then they moved around a little bit, spent some time in Missouri. My dad's driving truck, moving around. He has some accidents and it brings to the place where he says, I'm done with truck driving. So wow. we moved back to Oak Cliff, live in a couple different places uh, land on a very small street called Eli Avenue and uh, live there. And I'm an only child. My parents had both been married before. Mm -hmm. And so when they marry, um, I come late in life to them and I'm only child. Because so. they are how old at this time? Like My mom is in mid 40s mm -hmm. and my dad mm -hmm. is, he's in his 50s wow. when I am born. Wow. <clears throat> because you have... Uh, Grandma, as we mm -hmm, call her, mm -hmm. was born in 1929. Yes. And Grandpa was born in 1918. 18, yes. 1918, so. 1929. You're born in 1963. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, and so you don't have parents who were just born in the 40s, like yeah. I'm sure most of your friends did. But yeah. your dad is like other people's grandpa. Exactly. And so he was born in the Great Great Depression. Yeah, yeah before. Going, before, yeah. yeah. Like, before. Li like living throughout the Great Depression. Yeah, they yeah. lived through it. I, I heard their stories, you know, uh, sharecroppers and yeah. moving around and what yeah. that was like. And, wow. you know, and when the invention of the car comes along. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's my parents. Your parents. <laughs> yes. Not like your great, great No, it's not way back. It's not just history books. It's my parents. That's so. crazy. Yeah. And so you grew up as an only child to yep. them. Your yep. only closest siblings are half siblings who are like 20, 30 years older than you. Yeah. That could have actually been my parents. Yeah. And, and yeah. They didn't live near all the time, so mm -hmm. I didn't see them all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I got to spend some time with them. Uh, I called them my brother and sister. They were half brother sister on my mom's side. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a super healthy relationship there to just yeah, call. Oh, them it was great. I mean, sister. most people you would probably think it would be like your aunt and uncle, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in as far as age mm -hmm. breakdown. So anyway, 
And so you also grew up without faith in the home, correct? Correct. So uh, both of them are hardworking, uh, moral, good people, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was, we didn't go to church. Uh, I remember a few times my mom went to church in the like Easter and Christmas kind of thing. And I went a little bit with her. But there, that was never a part of home life. There was no discussions about God. Uh, there was no Bible reading. So there, there did you a, grow up as Sundays being the relaxed day or Sundays being the a working day? It was just a relaxed day. It was just, you know, day at home. And yeah, I didn't think of it as anything special. Yeah. yeah. So And so your early childhood, you're going to the Oak Cliff schools. Yep, you're, yep. you're doing the things. What are, like, what are some of your early childhood <laughs> experiences uh, like. Yeah, so they're both working. So I'm daycare, daycare drop off in the morning. They take me to school, daycare pick me up in the afternoon, take me back to, you know, to the, to the daycare. And my parents pick me up later in in, the afternoon when they're home from work. So, and then it's home in the evenings. Uh, my mom and dad later get involved in square dancing. So I joined them in that because yeah. what else am I going to do? Yeah. So, so you're how old whenever you're like square dancing is our family now? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm middle school and freshman, wow. you know. Nice. Six, seven, eight, nine, right in there. Now, were they already starting to square dance and you were like, I can be a part of that? Or did you lead that They charge? started and I'm going with them because I've got nowhere else to yeah. go. Yeah. And so they encouraged me and I just joined in with them. So. That's cool. So you're just you're just doing life there in Oak Cliff, but then a huge change to your life happens in yeah. 1978. Whenever yeah. your parents say, "Hey, Oak Cliff was fun, but we're actually moving." Yeah. So you know, here's me, uh, only child. I like stay in my routine kind of thing, and I'm comfortable. I'm moving up into my sophomore year in high yeah. school. A little bit insecure. I'm gaining my footing. I'm in band. Yeah, I was going to say, but you're at like a big time school as well. Yeah, yeah, it's at Sunset High School. They're kind of in their premier years at this period. The band is like a big, big deal. They're, they're traveling. We go to San Antonio. We go to the, uh, for a big parade. And this is marching band, just marching to clarify. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, uh, they're a big show band. And so we're doing all these fancy routines and then we're traveling over to uh, the Kentucky Derby and marching in a parade there. Oh, that's awesome. And so I've got my sight set on, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to be a drum major here one day. That's and awesome. Yeah. I'm starting, I'm involved in a drafting class. I'm thinking architecture. Wow. I think architecture would be a cool thing wow. to do. That's so I'm cool. kind of mapping things out yeah. here as the at years. A, at a very well-structured school as well. Like sure. They're, they're like, hey, we're going to push you yeah, real I'm, hard in this yeah, school. I'm developing grow. friends and yeah. all of that's happening. And yeah. then they say, yeah. Pick we're up square work. dancing away. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move to the small town of Red Oak. Yeah. And that is heartbreaking yeah. for me. Yeah. And Which today it's like, okay, well, you move 20 minutes away. Just yeah. stay in contact with everyone through every single social media possible. But right. back then yeah. it yeah. was like, pick up, move. Like I might never, ever see these people. Exactly. Make sure you hear from our messenger pigeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's heartbreaking, but I... I, I, I try to make the move and we do, obviously we make the move and then I become angry and yeah. um, I'm super angry at them so much so that it's at the end of my sophomore year that we move and which is going to leave me at home all day long out in Red Oak, knowing no one, not being able to go anywhere. Yeah. Like you're talking basically dirt roads around here. Exactly. Very, very different place than it is now. And they're both working in Dallas. That's crazy. And I'm... I'm angry. And so they say, well, you can go live with your sister in Missouri for the summer. And so I do and process mm-hmm. through that. Does and she pick you up or do they drive you to Missouri? <laughs> they put me on a Continental Trailways bus. 
<laughs> and you're 15? I'm 15. Like 15. Looking it out there. Here's 250. <laughs> Get yeah, on the bus fun. and see you. And that's like a 12-hour bus ride? It, it's, eight hour? it's an eight-hour drive if you drive I, it. But, you know, buses, there. Bus it's much longer because they're stopping in all small towns and dropping oh, people no. off, picking people up. And Do you even remember if you had, like, a Walkman cassette to listen to music? No, there's no such it's thing just, yet at that point. <laughs> you're just staring at I mean, 1978, like you're just... I, I don't, I'm not reading books. I'm not doing anything at that point. Just counting the amount of just, <laughs> Exactly. That's like literally just professional timeout. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. So anyway, get there and my sister and her husband, you know, offer me this summer of life and he, yeah. he takes me to paint houses with him and wow. it's a summer of learning a lot. You know, I'm 15 and... Um, that's tough. Yeah. And I'm sure, I guess, whenever you come back again, it's not like, hey, mom and dad, I'm so glad to see you all over <laughs> no, again. No, because all the summer is built on this idea of, we'll think about in the summer what you're going to do. Because I kept pitching this idea of, I want to keep going back to my school in Oak Cliff. Wow. I, I want to go to Sunset. Wow. You'll take me to school. And they said, ah, we'll think about that. So wow. all summer long, I'm anticipating an answer. And, and you're like, it's going to drop it's me gonna do it. Yeah. every day and at Sunset. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm I'm saying all kind of crazy things like, I'm just gonna move. I'm just gonna move to Oak Cliff myself and live in an apartment. Like that's stupid. I don't have a job. <laughs> You're trying to make enough money painting houses. Yeah, though, exactly. I, I didn't know how, but I was you know anyway. Yeah, convinced at 15. Like every anyway. Yeah. So you get to the end of that summer, and the answer is no. You're gonna go to Red Oak. Yeah. Did they tell you before you come back? Yes. Okay, that's at least. And so that I don't know if that is a good thing or not. I mean, it's what it is. And I'm yeah. still angry. I get involved with the band, which the band is nothing like what I'm a part of. Because yeah. you go from, is it 4A Sunset at the time mm -hmm. to 2A, 1A, 1A Red Oak? 1A, 1A Red wow. Oak. So again, like. Who didn't even have a, a drafted class at all. The only elective they had was ag oh. or band. <laughs> That's tough. We just so, insulted a, a, per, yeah. a percentage sorry, of our viewers. Sorry, sorry, sorry Nick fellows. <laughs> it was not my thing, but yeah. it was ag or band. So I chose band, obviously. And yeah. Some good things came of that. Met yeah, some great yeah. people and yeah. it filled a little bit of a need uh -huh. within. But, but again, while you're there, it's not like, all right, let's go perform and let's go do these things. It like you've it's no, it's not I, show I, band or no, anything. I cut from a place, you know, in Oak Cliff, this guy, the director we had, was it's like we're gonna do a different show every week. And it's this is the era of Star Wars and so yeah. we're doing Star Wars yeah, themed shows and, and you know, we've got a we've got these girls that are twirlers and they're they're twirling batons with fire on them while God jumping Lord. ropes with fire. My and Lord. we're, you know, it's, that's this was how, the 70s. It's the <laughs> 70s. We're doing yeah. crazy things on the field. Yeah. Every week it's a new show. I moved to Red Oak and the guy says, we're going to learn one show. And here it is. You march onto the field in a line. You play the song for the drill team and you march off the field in a line. Tough. I mean, just heartbreak. Well, that's that heartbreak. is all that is. It was. Because to, to every creative person, if you're just like, you will come here and you will use this one thing and you will draw this and that yeah. is it. And that's it's just it. like, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's only fueling more anger yeah. and resentment toward yeah. my parents at yeah. the time. And not I'm, the best of times. No, it's And not. so that's 1978. You're going into your junior year. Yep. So you have junior, senior year there. Yep. Uh, you graduate 1981. Yep. Uh, and then around that same time, you are invited to ORBC? Yeah, so when we move out here, my mom becomes interested in church more often. So she starts nice. attending Ovilla Road Baptist Church. As dad, whenever you're in Ovilla, there's about 12 churches to pick from <laughs> in one mile radius. So. Yeah, so she does. My dad does not. 
Mm-hmm. And she goes, do you remember anything specific that started that like mindset for her that said, I'm in this chapter of life? That- I don't other than like, you know, I guess it was just a new thing. It's, it's yeah. a new time to start over. My dad is, you know, he's like, I'm going to plant a garden, a big yeah. garden. I was going to say, cause one other thing, remember you saying like how homesteading is a very popular thing. Now. Oh like, yeah. Whenever your parents moved out here to Red Oak, it was like, it's homesteading time. It's exactly. chickens and uh, it's my garden. Dad buys- and it's- he buys chickens. We build a chicken coop. He's got a quarter acre garden. He's planting corn and cantaloupe. And again, this, and is, this isn't where he like, how about that new battery Ryobi thing yeah. that tells no, the land? He's no. like, I watched a lot of YouTube videos yeah. that showed me how to. Nope. The dude said, I live the Great Depression. Yes. And here we um, go. Yeah. And he did. And he worked that ground and planted those gardens out there. And we got a lot from it. He later gets bees and makes some honey and all that kind of stuff. He That's was so the ultimate cool. homestead. He was doing it. And so, so anyways, your anyway. mom going to Yeah, she goes now. to Ovilla Road and Ovilla Road Baptist Church. I visit with her a little bit, but I'm I'm still doing my thing. Uh, and then there was a girl I liked mm-hmm. at school, and she also went to Ovilla Road wow. Baptist Church. So I go visit with her. She later breaks up with me. Do you sit with your mom? Or is it like <laughs> you and her? A little her? bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. <laughs> um, and so she breaks up with me and... Uh, it's got this long summer of, you know, I'm struggling now, yeah. you know, I'm angry at my parents and now the girl that I had, I'm heartbroken, yeah. all yeah. this is going it's on. It's every terrible rite of passage that guys <laughs> yeah. go through. Yeah. It's just, you're driving, so, the, what is it, Hampton? Or, <laughs> yeah, cruising yeah. Hampton cruising Hampton. DeSoto, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's in that summer that I'm attending the church after I graduate and I'm one of the guest cards, I pick it up, fill it out and I check, I'd like to talk to someone about my faith. That's cool. Or about it receiving Christ. And it takes some time, weeks before someone calls and actually it comes over. He comes over, my parents are gone and he comes in and sits down and we talk and he shares the gospel with me. And in my living room, I prayed to receive Christ, wow. which was great. This was the summer of 81 and I didn't know a whole lot about what to do next. Uh-huh. I remember um, it took a little while again to be baptized, finally baptized. Yeah. But I didn't remember getting a lot in terms of here's what you do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so kind of fumbling around mm-hmm. in all of this. That wasn't the thing of the 80s though. The 80s was like, become a Christian. Yeah. And it was like, you've become a Christian. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm fumbling around. I'm broken relationship with my parents and I don't have broken dating relationships. And I'm like, what was going and on And you're graduated here? now. Graduated. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going on. I want to be an architect is what I think yeah. at this point. So No drafting classes. So you got to take college drafting <laughs> so classes. So I go on it? to Cedar Valley. Still no drafting classes. Yeah. Oh. Take some basics there. And I finally go to UTA. I'm like, okay, now we're getting back into this whole thing of drafting and architecture and all of that. And this which is, is like great. 1982? Yeah, we're 82, 83. Mm-hmm. And taking those courses there at that time, well, in 83, something else changes at the church. They get a brand new pastor. Yeah. And so Nick Harris comes as the pastor mm-hmm. and he has a family and he has a son and two daughters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still attending. And so I hear him and man, he preaches in a different way than what I'd heard before. He still preaches in a different way than we've heard before. He's preaching about how the scriptures apply to life and where they, how we kind of live this stuff out. And that's super intriguing to me because it was kind of the deficit that I had. I didn't know, didn't know how to do all this. And he comes along and it's really filling that need. So now I'm interested. I want to go to church. I'm not going just because of a girl or because of my mom. I'm going because I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying, you don't have to live the life that you're living in brokenheartedness, but you yeah. can actually live life with full life. 
Yeah, and he's he's breaking down the scriptures and teaching them, and you know, super knowledgeable of scriptures. But yeah. he's helping me understand what the Bible is all about, how to apply it to my life. And he's talking a lot about family. He's talking a lot about yeah. you know, husband and wife relationship, yeah. a lot about parenting yeah, and stuff. raising up children that's and specialty. future generations. Like the whole that, that's of all of his it. niche. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. yeah, that is all wonderful. Yeah. So, and so this is 1983 ish, or that that he comes, and at that time. Uh, where are you working at? Because 1983, you're not, uh, you're not in high school, and yeah. you're not an architect. Yeah. But what are you doing? Yeah. So I had worked at a little convenience store gas station in Red Oak called mm-hmm. Totaway, mm-hmm. and had done that for several years. Got to know the owner. And this there. is that's kind of like where uh, Red Oak High School is now, correct? Like in the, it's across in the street from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The building is still there. It, it's I don't know what it is now mm-hmm. these days, but it was like the spot. There wasn't anything else in Red Oak. It basically. was the hangout there was, spot. There was that. There was a very small grocery store and a post office, basically. That was yeah. about it. Wow. So you went to the Totoway. Everybody yeah. went to the Totoway. That's where you bought your gas. That's where you bought your soft drinks. It's where you hung out. And truly, it said Totoway on it. That was the name of the store, Totoway. Okay. Just had to clarify. Break it down for everyone because it sounds like Totoway. And it's like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. What yeah. Is so vowels it meant, and consonants. It meant you go yeah. in and, and you buy your food and tote it. Away, yeah, tote, tote hey, away. away. They were like, "Wait, tread away? Once we're at tote away, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I can get with it." Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you worked there for quite a time to where you're even elevated up into life. Hey, yeah. So like- you know, when I first start there. A friend, the guy that was the drum major before me at Red Oak, gets me the job basically. He's working there. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that there's like four generations of drum majors that work there during that, <laughs> that time. So cool. It was so wild. Anyway, I worked there, and you go from racking bottles in the day and mopping the floor and all that kind of stuff to get to the point where I'm working the register to the point. Where he's allowing me to open the store and close the store, yeah. got a key and yeah. all this stuff. And eventually, you move from the Red Oak location, and he opens up a location. Here yeah, in so he's Ovilla. had one here in Ovilla yeah. uh, during that time, but okay. it was Ovilla was not the place it is today. Ovilla was like, don't go to Ovilla. There's a whole lot of drugs and people wow. there. You just you can't trust. Wow. You don't go to the store there. If you do, get in and get out because it's wow. it's not a safe place. That's crazy. So, um. So from we had the Red Oak store and all the guys, a lot of high school guys worked there. And then there was the Ovilla store and we knew guys that worked there. And we were all like kind of frightened by these guys. Like, it's wow. just not it's a good the, place. It's, it's unsafe, you know. So NL, the guy that owned the store, he sells the Red Oak store and he wow. says, I'm going all in on the Ovilla store. Wow. That's wild. And so he brings some of us from the Red Oak store, not all of them, just some of us over there. And we start working. And so, you know, here we come, the new guys into yeah. the store of guys that have been there. And we're all the guys that me and my friends, we've been going to church by this time. And we're mm-hmm. we're trying to live Christian life. So we're honest. Yeah. We're hardworking. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean to sound bad about these people, but they don't. They don't move in those circles necessarily yeah, at, those the, at the Ovilla store. <laughs> yeah. And so they start quitting. And then they start getting fired because... Come to find out, in L, the owner is losing lots of money because of these guys. Wow. And so we come in, all of a sudden the store changes, the culture changes in the store, people yeah. start coming in, they're not afraid to come to the store anymore. Yeah. And all of that changes. And and where is that store? That store now sits next door to where Vertical Church is. Yeah. It is, if you're in Ovilla right now, it's the tutoring center that's next door that sits vacant. But I just think that's so was... wild. It's like, you know, we reserve that spot for uh, the early crew for like worship, band, and tech. Um, and like, that's where you park. And so I and park in front of that. 40 years ago. Do you know if you park parking. in like the exact same spot? I don't spot? park in the same spot, but I could. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. good. It's I, just about, I think we're Roseanne Parks. Yeah. yeah. I could park in the same spot. Yeah. It, it is 40 weird. years later. Yes. And not just that, but you've said you and your friends used to play football in what now is the parking lot yeah. here at Vertical. Yeah. So and y'all would all be playing. That's at, mind, obviously the worship center here. Yeah. But y'all were all just having a good old time. Ovilla's, you know, it's it's small town, ultra small town back in the day. And so yeah. we'd get off from work and, and say, oh, let's go next door and play football in the field. So we'd play football out here in what is the parking lot of a, a Vertical now. So crazy stuff. <laughs> anyway, so that's what the young early life looks like there. Yeah. And you go from, uh, again, pursuing architecture degree at UTA and all this stuff. Yep. And then also in 1983, whenever Nick Harris or, but spoiler alert, our yeah. grandpa, our other <laughs> grandpa, uh, Papa, as we call him, whenever he comes, yeah. uh, there's a position that's open at the church. And what position is that? Yeah. So I'm working at the Totaway and I get to know some of the people. I'm going to the church and then the church, one of the deacons came to my house one night and said, hey, um, we need a janitor at Oh, Villa Road Baptist it Church. It's like almost like underground. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> hey, Brian. And he said, would you be interested in that position? Of course, I've been at, I've been at the Totoway for five years. Yeah. You know, and I'm working my way up there and it's good. But the thing is, I'm having to work early Saturdays and Sundays. I'm mm, working. Yeah. I'm the guy that opens and closes or opens the store on Saturdays and Sundays. So I don't get to go to church much. And I want to go to church. Yeah. I used to Sunday nights was my thing, but Sunday night church. But mm. this was going to allow me the opportunity to work at the church yeah. and then get to go to church. Yeah. So I hated saying goodbye to NL Dickinson at the yeah. Totaway, but I did and yeah. accepted that job at the church. And so that's 1983-ish right there that that begins, correct? Yep, exactly. And so that's kind of the doorway into what ministry was for you at the janitor position, being in the church and being involved yep. uh, and sitting under, again, what, who we call Papa or yep. Nick Harris, yep. sitting under his teaching a whole lot more, being around the church and seeing yep. uh, meeting, seeing Papa meet needs for people, the pastor going and doing things yep. in the community, making an impact. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's very impactful to you, it seems like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not only at church on Sundays, now I'm there during the week and I'm getting to have conversations with him, yeah. hang out and he says, hey, you want to go with me to go visit this person or you want to go yeah. to me to the store? Or you want to come over to our house? And of course, mm-hmm. I'm I'm post-youth group at this point. I've just graduated yeah. out of high school, but the college kids are still hanging in the you yeah. know youth group at the time that happened. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. And so um, uh as we just kind of fast forward a little bit into this, uh let's go if you could summarize 1983 to 1990. What are some of the mm-hmm. positions then at the church that you um uh, start uh, I guess fulfilling the yeah. positions that you do? Yeah, so uh I start off as janitor and then um, there's a need for a youth director. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's another, there's another man on staff or who comes to, comes to the church, Jeff Todd, who be- accepts the role of children's director and he's playing the piano. Wow. He fully bypassed janitor duties. <laughs> yeah, right. He was straight <laughs> to, just got right to the children's one. director <laughs> yeah. and piano player for the worship leader at the time. The phenomenal piano player too. Yeah. So he's doing children and I'm doing youth and we become good friends. And so I'm doing youth and janitor during this time, which now I'm on staff. So it's even more time with the pastor and the staff. And of course I'm getting to know him and his family also. And so just before we get into all this, I want to hear again. So you say, so there was a lot of family tension and all this stuff and going up into postgraduate. Yeah, for and me and my mom for, and dad. For you and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you and your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you have Nick Harris comes in and starts explaining all these uh, family-oriented right. uh, 
preaching and all yeah. this stuff. So spiritually, how are you growing or changing? Yeah. So that this is where faith starts to, I'm hearing it, how it applies to relationships. Yeah. And that's important. And I don't know how to resolve all this stuff with my mom and dad yeah. at this point. I only know it's not the best. Yeah. It's not great. I don't know how to resolve it. Um, start attending a conference where they talk about these things. This is the Bill Gothard conference. We've talked mm-hmm. about other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that other podcast. Yeah. So one of the things he did talk about was resolving conflict with your parents and recognizing that God uses them in your life in very specific ways to help yeah. direct your path. Yeah. So even to the point where he says it would, it would be helpful if you have conflict with your parents to seek to resolve that. And you just got to know that wasn't ever a conversation that we had with my parents. There was no talk about relationships and resolving yeah. and I'm yeah. sorry. And kind of like things happen. Let's put them under the rug now and like, we yeah. have to address and, it and again. We'll just, we're going to be angry about it for a while and then move on. Yeah. So when he suggests sit down with your parents and ask forgiveness for being rebellious and saying, I want to be, uh, I, I want to hear your input into my life. That's just massive. You know, I like, uh, I remember. You look for the exit door at the conference. At that point. <laughs> no, I, no, but there was a sense which I committed to God. I said, okay, oh, I, yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, going home and the only times there was ever kind of those moments was where we sit down to dinner mm. and the TV was always on. But I thought, I'm going to do this. God help me to do this. I remember finally getting the courage. God gave me the courage to have that conversation at the table with my parents and and we did, and and it took every bit of courage within me, but asking forgiveness for being angry and upset, yeah, and bitter at them for us moving to Red Oak, mm-hmm. and wow, and saying, I, I know God has a purpose in that, and I want to be submissive to that. I didn't know what all it was at that time. Yeah. It was starting to become more clear. Obviously, coming to Christ was part of that, but that happened during that time. So it's good. Now it's also during that time that I'm again hanging out with Nick Harris's family, and I'm noticing he has a young daughter. Uh-huh. You know that yeah. I'm interested in. Of course, she's very young at the time. Yeah, and so uh-huh. I'm can't be too interested. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> and I'm exactly. the youth director, which yeah. is more yeah. awkward. So, so anyways, <clears throat> anyway. as as time continues on, we'll say 1989. Yeah. Uh, you and spoiler alert. Nick Harris's <laughs> daughter, yeah. mom, uh, Heather uh, Harris at the time. Yeah. You all begin dating whenever she's 16. So this would be 1978 or I mean, 1988, 1989. Yep. Um, I stopped doing youth ministry at that point. Yes. And just because uh, I'm kind of losing interest in it uh, and I want something else. I don't know what it is. So I'm moving to position of uh, director of communications was really kind of the title they had for me. I'm really sitting at the front desk at the time mm-hmm. of the church office. So nice. I'm I'm receiving people that come in. I'm I'm answering the phone uh, yeah. back in the days before cell phones, of course, nice. before any of that. I'm answering the phone. I'm putting together all their printed material, this the is bulletins. Secretary on steroids. It, it is. Yeah. As any kind of printed material, newsletters, bulletins, posters, handouts, any kind of communication, scheduling, I'm doing all of that. That's my role at the mm-hmm. time. So that's what I was doing prior to me and mom getting married. Nice. Okay, uh, so again, those are some of those positions. And so we'll move all the way up into 1990. Uh, you and mom do get married. Yeah. Um, and we will, again, not just go year by year, but kind of 
over the span of the 90s, y'all get married. We enter the scene eventually yeah, true. Uh, yeah. between all the years of the 90 from 91 to 99 yep. kids being born, all five yep. of them. Yep. Uh, and so I'm sure during that time, there is these questions of like, all right, are, are we staying here at ORBC? Yep. What does this look like for us? We mm-hmm. want to have kids. Yep. Uh, what what are some of those uh, like what is changing in you during this time? Yeah, great question. So uh, I tend to be a homebody. Let's get in the spot and just stay here for a while. So yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking to move necessarily. I was comfortable, very comfortable being in any other role except for the lead role. Yeah. So had since God called me into ministry mm-hmm. during those eighty three eighties early eighties had that conversation with. Nick Harris during that uh-huh. time, he helped me through understanding, yes, God has called you into ministry. I believe that. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, he would say, would well, you want to preach on this Sunday? And I'm like, no, no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really like, don't. Can I just go clean the stage again on yeah, this Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll do anything else. Yeah. I'm called into ministry, but don't ask me to preach. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a weird all, thing. All of the behind the scenes ministry was like, this is me. I'm the creative. I'll, I'll do who, it. I'll put the oil on the machine all day yep. long. I'll, yeah. I'll organize. I'll, I ran sound, develop their tech ministry, video. Yeah. You know, I'll do all of that stuff behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but uh, not really much into the preaching. Led to youth ministry for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's during the 90s that he he and the church began Ovilla Christian School yeah. in 92. Yes. Wow. And the first year is just a K-5 class. The second year, they add more grades. And he comes to me and says, what would you think about being the principal next year? I'm like, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. I do a lot of praying, a lot of reading, a lot of researching. And and that's a passion for you. Eventually. It becomes a deal. You know, we uh-huh. start the next Christian year. Christian education. Yeah. So um, as the years unfold, we start writing a character curriculum that will become yeah. the, the basis of what Villa Christian, Christian School yeah. is. And then we yeah. write kind of the policies and the directions and the philosophy that it's going to be. And that's that's happening all in the 90s. We're adding grades rapidly mm-hmm. during that time. The church is growing. Uh, at the time, the, the church is, is experiencing some growth because it supports the the, the Bill Gothard ministry and mm-hmm. people come and grow. The church grows exponentially. It's yeah. You know, you go from 300 people to 500 yeah. plus. Yeah. Multiple and again, services. That, this and, is over the course of, let's, I mean, 93, 94, that's happening. And that, in a span of 10 years now, you've seen the church going from like 100 yeah. to like 500. Now. Yeah, exactly. Wow. In, in a span of 10 years. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I mean, that's wow. quite the growth. It's a lot. It's, and, and the staff has grown. Yeah. And and again, you're, you're not just like, and I attend every week, but it's like I'm. I am doing. I'm my elbow grease in this. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm. I'm putting every bit of yeah. myself into making this thing run. Yeah, it, it's a lot of you know behind the scenes, after hours work. Yeah, I'm yeah. picking up the school administration, and then for a while I'm doing what well, back then was the education director, which is like yeah. the Sunday school and any kind of extra classes that you did. Well, so awesome. leading all of that as well. Now, now the shift is becoming more about education yeah. slash discipleship, you know, yeah. growing people up and I'm teaching classes at the time. So I'm gaining some confidence yeah. along the way. So all that stuff, it just seems like an absolutely overwhelming amount of like things that you're a part of. Yep. And so, uh, spiritually, mentally, like where are you at during all those yeah. times? I mean, again, you're you go from the start of 1990 being a, a single guy who's yeah. even living at his house and is just doing things behind the scenes at yeah. the church, 
to now like by the end of the 90s, I've got five kids yep. and I'm like the number two guy of a church that's here at like 500 people. Yeah. So is that, is that 12 years from janitor to end of the uh, 90s having that? 80, 83 up to well, 83. <clears throat> Okay. I yeah. Mean, it's out somewhere there, yes. Yeah. But yeah. Up, to, up to 15, 16 90, years. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like spiritually and mentally, like what are what's going on in your head and throughout the 90s? Yeah, there? great question. So- I pick up this view of faith because of this conference I went to and probably because of my own personality as well that, and just wrong belief, that my role as a believer is to try to be as perfect as I can and that is what will gain me more approval with God. That's how you'll receive yeah. God's love. Yeah, uh -huh. so... You know, sounds religious to some mm -hmm. degree and sounds half right. And I chased it. And mm -hmm. uh, it and you did some great things in, in that. I was going to say, there's some, there's some things, you know, along the way you think, ah, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. But you can't do that all the time. Yeah, exactly. And so there's dark days. There's days yeah. you don't do that. There's days you're struggling. There's days you fail. Yeah. And those are the days I didn't know how to deal with. And so I'm, it's a very demanding decade, you know, with yeah. children and work and then faith. And I'm. I'm cratering inside. Mm -hmm. You know, it's during this time I'm starting to struggle with panic attacks and I'm starting to you, struggle like with how early on in the nineties you like that happened. I mean, I'll just say, cause I have kids like I, that, yeah. that brings alone a long yeah. stress in itself. Yeah. So let's see 90, probably 95, 96. Shout right out. I was born in 95. <laughs> I asked the question. It starts. Third kid. <laughs> Not your three, fault. I know. Yeah, I no, know. It's just, just it's it's it's. I'm more gonna have I'm, my third kid. I, it's more I what I'm it. believing. Yeah. At the time about my identity and mm -hmm. worth, and so, yeah, I remember. I can remember some very specific locations I was sitting, and and this overwhelming panic takes over, yeah. and so it's it's panic mixed with some depression, mixed with a lot of confusion. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. I just mm -hmm. know that I am. There's this inward spiral mm -hmm. going on, and it's down and it's mm -hmm. dark. Yeah. yeah. And so in all of that though, uh, in all the things that you're believing in the mental state that you're in, you, I'm sure in there, you still have a passion for like um, growing the church, seeing people yeah. become believers. And so there's this mix of passion and I'm sure like an exhaustion at the same time. Like how, how do those things go hand in hand or, or do they, or is it like oil and water and yeah, um, I mean, add to that just the fact that there's pressures in a growing church, lots of people, yeah. um, the governmental structure we had at the time in the church, all of that led to some even yep. darker moments, you know, where there's mm -hmm. conflict and tension. I didn't, I didn't know how to deal with it, and yeah, it, so it began to be focused on me, and that was hard. Mm -hmm. and so I kind of reached almost, you know, kind of a breaking point. Like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Is this for me? About all yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. Again, even in all that though, you have in 1997, you're ordained, yeah. uh, like officially, like you are now Pastor Brian, you know, right. not just licensed into ministry like you were. Well, I, Minister Brian. Uh, min yeah. Minister. Yeah, I didn't minister have Brian. title of pastor, but uh, yes. I was on staff. But yeah, but uh, the church recognizing you as like, yeah. you are, are an ordained minister of right. the gospel. Like yeah. You, you know, have the right to go to another church and, yep. you know, be recognized as an ordained minister. Yep. yep. And so uh, in all of that, 
moving forward a little bit, you go to another conference in 2003, yeah. which is the Creative Church Conference. Yep. That is an awesome conference. Otherwise yes. known as C3. C3, yeah. yep. Because yep. creative people have to say it in a creative way. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. With the, with a logo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But that's uh, in Grapevine with Pastor Ed Young. Yep. You go to C3. What is that like for you in 2003 whenever you attend that? Yeah, so, you know, you go there and their whole thing was... Uh, doing church creatively to mm-hmm. try to reach people. This that is, is church that is very much opposite of what Ovilla is. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. They, are, they are anything but traditional. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing some very out there things, it seemed at the time. You know, yeah. who, who in the world would have ever thought of doing church like this? Yeah. A lot of it had a lot of negative view, but I'm I'm intrigued by it. It's yeah. all incredibly moving. It's and, a large church. It's how many yeah, people are it's, at, it's giant at the time. They're, you know, they're 5,000 yeah. Plus at the time. Then we've been to some other large churches, Prestonwood and some of that yeah. stuff. But yeah. he's doing, Ed's doing some things very, very differently. And very much to pastors to be like, hey, y'all should learn this stuff to like, y'all yeah, should make here, the modern church Here's a church way to like reach, reach people that are have been outside the church, outside the traditional church. And that's all very intriguing to me and, yeah. and, and moving. So much so that I remember very specifically sitting there in one of those sessions and just it was so obvious in that moment that God was speaking to me and telling me, "You, I have called you not just in ministry, but to pastor. You are going to yeah. pastor. Like this is your life. Mm-hmm. And that was just, it was so overwhelming. I just moved to tears and brokenness during that time uh, in, in hopes and joy. This is awesome. This yeah. is great. But still not knowing how in the world that's going to play out. Yeah. Because I'm in an established church. Yeah. In an established position, with an established pastor, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I don't know yeah, how this is going to happen. Yeah, I said that you helped grow. Like it's not right. one thing where you're like, man, I've been attending this established <laughs> church. I yeah. think I might go somewhere. You're like, no, exactly. I literally like blood, sweat, and tears going. Yeah, to this. I mean, at that point, you are 20 years at Ovilla Road. Yeah, uh, you're 20 years invested into that place. Yeah. That uh, I'm sure the questions then for you uh, and your family at this point uh, is okay. I've been called to be a senior pastor. Does this mean I'm leaving the church? Yeah. Does this mean I tell the pastor, which is also your father-in-law, hey, yeah. pal, so you- hit the road, I'd like to take your spot? No, <laughs> I don't think that's the case, no. you know? No. But uh, I feel like at that time, I, I would think you that passion that you had early on has probably just ignited like nobody's business, basically, right. to where it's like, right. all right, like you're saying, this is it. This is yeah. This is where I'm going. What do you do with all of that passion and unction to be like, yeah. this is where I'm doing, this so is what I'm doing. Another thing is happening behind the scenes. All of the panic attacks, guilt, perfectionism, legalism that I'd been a yeah. part of, God speaks and I pick up a book called Breaking the Bondage of Legalism. I'm thinking um, this would be a great subject for all those Bill Gothard people. You know? <laughs> yeah, those people who really struggle with they this. They need yeah. this. And I read it and I recognized this is for me. And all of a sudden, in that time, I found I don't have favor because I'm perfect or because of my performance. I have favor because of what Jesus has done for me. Yeah. And it frees me all of a sudden. It's like I finally was able to take a deep breath and exhale. Wow. Spiritually, yeah. where, okay, I don't have to wear this burden anymore. I don't have to keep up a show anymore. I have been set free. I am the apple of his eye. I am chosen. I am loved. I am fully forgiven. I am given his righteousness. I can yeah. 
layoff of trying to be perfect to get somewhere. Yeah. This is revolutionary for me because of where I'd been. Yeah. And, and so, people are probably thinking, 20 years into ministry and you're just now figuring this out. <laughs> you know? yes. but, but it's very real in the sense that like, okay, you understood like the elementary, yeah. you know, this is this is what being a Christian is. Yeah. And then other teachings uh, swaying maybe like the original direction you're headed in or whatever, yeah. it, whatever it was, nonetheless, yep. like the passion that you had early on seemed to have got bogged down to where now it's like, here is truth straight from the Bible. Yeah. Removing all of this. And now here's your passion that you can now excel in and teach, preach to other people. Yeah. yeah so well, I also just think it's interesting on, on just uh, every person's own, pathway of like becoming a Christian, the kind of goal is like, I want to obtain knowledge now. Like I want to mm-hmm. learn what this new lifestyle is mm-hmm. and how much uh, self-inflicted fog you bring into your life because of that though. True. Of just the uh, quickly reaching for like, oh, I just need to grab onto this and grab onto this and like this can become this. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it takes that kind of like, again, 20 years of being like, oh, I kind of like, I, I fogged my glasses and like I, yeah. I kind of turned a blind eye to yeah. a lot yeah. of this and like yeah. having those revelations again are so important. Yeah. yeah. So all that's coming together, you know, here comes this, this call to pastor at the same time I'm being set free from all of this bondage I've, yeah. I've walked in. So the fire is, is doubled in that moment. Like, yeah. Ooh, I got something to say. I yeah. got something I need to do. Not, yeah. not only am I called to this, all of a sudden now I've got this passion Yeah. and I'm like, I want to help set people free. I don't want yeah. anyone else to walk where I've yeah. walked. I don't want people to walk in in burden and guilt and condemnation and shame. I want to help people be set free. Yeah. So this is now kind of the passion. Yeah. And so from all of that, I'm sure you're having discussions with the pastor, yep. Nick Harris, yep. your father-in-law, all this yep. stuff. And they come up with the idea, hey, you should do a Saturday night service here yep. on our campus yeah. at our church. Yeah. And you can have a platform in which to speak to people. Right. And we do. 2004, the church kicks off a new phase of ministry, and they're going to have three services. On Sunday morning, they're going to have a classic service at 8 o'clock. I think it was at uh, 1030, we were going to do a celebration service. So it was an early service, Sunday school, Uh and then a second service, and then I was going to lead a Saturday night service uh-huh. called Encounter, which was going to be a contemporary service, completely different format. Hit all the all the realms of all buzzwords, all three Ellis of Ellis County. That's right. <laughs> so you know, we're like, okay, we're going to do a band on stage. We're going to turn the lights down. We're going to set up literally. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to set up instead of rows of chairs. We're going to do groupings of like six chairs with a small table and a candle on it, and we're going to serve coffee and desserts. It was very much like a speakeasy lounge. Setup. Yeah, right. And for people outside, they might have thought it was kind of like a club scene, yeah, looking like like you feel like whenever like someone would have a good point, like everyone should snap. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and it was intentional. It's like let's yeah. create an environment that's a little different because we were out to reach those who had been burned in yeah. or bored by church. Yeah. So and that was, those were those were two or two of the biggest launching points for the church encounter. Yeah. Uh, burned in church. It <clears throat> yep. was like the first or one of the like primary series that y'all did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and breaking the bondage of legalism being yeah. another huge uh, and factor. I mean one of vertical staples still today is using uh like real life examples on stage. Do yeah. you want to say what those like real life examples <laughs> were of either uh like depictions of real life of a difference or 
you explain yeah, it. Yeah, so like in the in the worship center there at Little Road Baptist Church, there was a, a large door, roll-up door, so you, we could bring in stuff and use them for props and stuff. And so I did a small series called It's Not Your Daddy's Church. And so we, we knew a guy in town that had a, a 1964 Mustang, and we Legendary. knew a guy that had a 2004 Mustang, and they were both red. That's so crazy. So we brought them in and parked them there at the front and did this series, you know, talking about it's not your daddy's church, talking about faith in each generation and the, so the importance of every generation owning their faith and the church yeah. reflecting that and meeting the, the, both the needs Mustangs of people. have like tons to bring to the table and they're very cool, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was kind of stuff we were doing to try to awesome. have an environment that was different to try to reach those people who and, and might not come to a Sunday morning, yeah. tr more traditional like church. Yeah. yeah. So, and Encounter started out with about how many people on the Saturday night? Yeah, so we're running, I don't know, 40, 50 people. Yeah. Uh, it averaged up and down, depending upon yeah. seasons and times. Yeah. But it's Saturday night, um, a lot of excitement initially. Yeah. It it it, it wanes a little over time. Yeah. It, but y'all grow to such an, uh, such an extent that y'all move, actually. Y'all move to the Wasatchee <laughs> Civic Center. Yeah, so, you know, we're one year in and it's going well. And there starts to be some talk about, you know, well, now what's the future going to look like? And yeah. what am I going to do? And what am I going to be called to do? And there's talks about what the future of Villa Road is like. And, you know, is is the pastor going to stay? And am I going to stay? Is yeah. that a future possibility there for me to be there? Or what's going to happen? Yeah. And through conversations with him and the elders, the conclusion is you've been called to ministry. Somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, they provide the it's great opportunity for yeah. for encounter this Saturday night ministry to pick up and move to uh, Waxahachie to meet at the Civic Center, yeah. and the church is supportive of that. We don't get booted out, you know. Yeah. The church. Yeah, it's not exactly. a. It's not a split. Uh -huh. It's a. It's a. We're sending you. It was yeah. a celebration. It's a happy. Yeah, and so the church supports it. Um, the the Ellis County Baptist Association supports it. The Baptist General Convention of Texas supports it. Can you some, get even more support than that? I know, <laughs> and some and some private donors support yeah, it. That's and awesome. So financially, we're set. We buy sound equipment and lighting equipment, and we're ready. And we start in two thousand five. Set that stuff up every single Sunday. We did yeah. or forever. We yeah. backed a trailer up. We bought a trailer and drove it there every Sunday yeah. and unpacked it, and set it up, and then packed it up yeah. and parked it. So, so that's 22 years at ORBC that you're there. Yeah. And then you basically give a final handshake. Yep. Here we go. Next yep. chapter of my life. Exactly. I'm sure to some degree there is a, wow, this dream has been fulfilled. And yeah. this is the start of this yeah. brand new chapter. Here we go. Daunting, exciting. The whole family's yep. going. Yep. And I'm the only paid staff. There's a lot of people who are passionate and we've got a lot of people bought in who are yeah. helping. But I'm it, you know? Yeah. So uh, those first couple of Sundays, Heather is running the children's ministry. Wow. And uh, I'm doing, you know. Which is the, not mom's thing. That's not her thing. <laughs> She's not passionate. She's gracious and involved. Teaching. And y'all are all very young at the time. So yeah, you're too not young assuming any help. roles, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, maybe Brianna and Holly might have helped pass out some bulletins or help yeah. me set up chairs yeah. and yeah. some of that stuff back in the day. Yeah. But again, but, uh, like mom's passion is not like, hey, let's organize a bunch of kids and do, do kids ministry all together. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That's not she her just organizes you know a bunch her. of grandkids these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. No, but that, that's not her thing, admittedly. Yeah. So, 
Um, those early years are hard, but yeah. we're, we're working it and believe this is what God's called us to and God brings people along and then and it begins to grow. Yeah, exactly. So again, we could go explain every single year from 2004 yeah. on, yeah. but we will just-, just to, <clears throat> Sorry, also to confirm, that's not Saturday nights once we're at- No, Sunday we're back center. on Sunday morning. Good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. we moved to Sunday mornings and the church begins to grow Yeah, yeah. at the Waxhachie Civic Center. Yeah, um, and so- Fast forwarding through the life of Encounter yeah. down towards the end, the last year and a half, we'll say 2013, 2014. Yeah. Um, could you explain what the state of the church was? Yeah. Mindset for you, the family, direction, all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, 2011, 12, right in there, things start not going well for mm. Encounter. Uh, there's some inner turmoil. And broken relationships and people that were in key positions are no longer in those positions. And there's kind of this ripple effect outward from there. So it's, it's shrinking in size. So we're having to, you know, shrink the rooms that we're in. We can't afford the large spaces, don't need the large spaces anymore. Yeah. And it continues to, which, you know, now giving is dwindling. We don't have the support from outside that we once did. And so we reach this point where like, we can't even stay at the civic center anymore to afford the, the cost of this. And so we pray and someone had a relationship with a church in Midlothian and they asked, could we meet there on a Saturday night? There was one of the Sundays that the civic center had an event on Sunday morning. So they allow us to go meet on Saturday night there. And that goes pretty well. You yeah. know, people show up, people that we hadn't seen in a long time. They show up there for this Saturday night thing and think, maybe this is what we should do. Cause the rent was going to be a lot less yeah. and there was this excitement. And so we do, we move back to Saturday night in another location in Midlothian. Yeah. And the other thing that's happening all during this time is you all are, well, not all of you, but the ki our kids are becoming teenagers at this yeah. point. Uh -huh. So mom and I are operating the children's ministry, children's ministry youth ministry. Yeah. And I'm the youth director and it's happening pretty much out of our home. We don't own yeah. a facility. You're and the youth director and janitor at your own house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's right. right. And, and pastor. And pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Run it back. Run it back. So, but it's great time. I mean, y'all are involved in ministry. We're right there. Yeah. It's youth. It's going well. People in the church are helping out. So, I mean, your three oldest meet their uh, spouse during this time. It's true. It's foundational. It's powerful. Full, I mean, full, everyone besides Druid. Shout yeah. out. Uh, Shout out, Chloe. <laughs> so much it's happening so much that really the youth is what is sustaining the church, really. Yeah. That's not the, financially though. Not financially. <laughs> they're exactly, it's yeah. they are the bulk of the attendance. And then eventually those people graduate. Yeah, they graduate. And then they have a life that they're like, all right, I'm moving on. Yeah, and they move on and then all that's happening while this the church we're meeting in says, Hey, you know what? Uh, we're closing up shop. Our church is folding, so you're gonna have to go find another facility. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is a challenge. Like, okay, yeah. we can do this. So God, where to next? So we find another church in Waxahachie that says, "Hey, you can come use our building on Saturday nights." Awesome. It's a church kind of had like sound needs that we did mm -hmm. as far as had a band and all that. So we move in there. We're not there very long. They say, "Hey." Uh, we're selling this building and we're moving. You're going to have to find, I'm like, oh my word. They said, you could go with us. We're buying this other building. You can move in there with us. So we follow them. And the 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 church is dwindling. We're down to 60, yeah. 
at this point. It's getting smaller. I think it's harder to tell people where we are at because like, are y'all at the Civic <laughs> Center? No, are y'all at that church on the highway? No, we're not. Are y'all yeah. at this place? No, we're not there. Right, we're at this new place. Yeah, we're yeah. at this new place that they won't let us put a sign out front. Yeah. The city won't let us put a sign out front. So it became very difficult. It just felt like this whole thing is closing in. Yeah. The doors are just closing. It's darker and yeah. darker. Yeah. We're meeting at a point, again, we're having to say, well, do you know Do you know where the post office is in Waxhatchee? Maybe. Do you know where Bethlehem Revisited is? Maybe. Well, it's across the street from there. Okay. Yeah. That's awkward, yeah. you know? And so it's hard. It's Saturday night, and the thing we learned about culture out here People don't like to go to church on Saturday night. Correct. They want to go to church on Sunday morning. Yeah. Because it's like, you want to go bowling? You want to go to church? It's like, let's <laughs> go bowling. So, yeah, because they're like, well, I'll go to church on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's easy as that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to ahead. ask another question on that, though, because we talked about uh, kind of your like mental, spiritual status yeah. in 95. Um, just like briefly, what are the like peaks and valleys through Encounters Life by like you move to the Civic Center and you're Sunday and you kind of have this thing by like, okay, we are now like, we're not just the church that meets inside Ovilla Road anymore. Like we're- Not your daddy's like, church. Yeah, like, you officially moved out now. And it's that right. first feeling of like <laughs> right. probably excitement and fear. And what is that path like? Yeah, it's full of ups and downs. It's this feeling of excitement. Like, here we go, let's do this. I've moved out of my own. And, and then I've kind of made a mess of my life, you know, kind yeah. of feeling like, okay, yeah. I should have- I should have seen this trouble brewing and I should have handled it differently and I didn't. And it's just like, okay, this is not going well. This yeah. is not going well. This part is going well. My kids in the youth group, they're growing. There's some adult relationships. There's some real changes happening in people's lives and that's yep. good. But overall, the thing is just, it's starting to dwindle. And yeah. It's tough and you feel like, I just feel like there's something else. What's happening here, God? Yeah. And it's confusing time. Yeah. It's 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 dark. Because again, though, because what's tough is it's not like it's dark the whole time. We would have like some odd dark times and some like really incredible times of like oh. real life change. So many baptisms during all that time. So much incredible worship times during yeah, all that. Yeah, some really uh, open spiritual times. Meeting in our home and having what we call Friday night coffee conversations. People yep. coming over and talking through and We have like deep, 30 people in your house yeah, or on the living room. Yeah, and we're, we're talking through deep issues. Brewing and, like five pots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Those are good times, yeah. great times. But when you, you know, you kind of back out and you look at the thing, you think, okay, if you look at it numerically, think, okay, this is not where I thought this was going. No yeah. one, no one, starts out and thinks, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to go from 200 down to 150, down to 100, down to 60, down yeah. to 50. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, towards the end of the life of encounter, um, you end up, um, I just kind of explain what the life, what the end of encounter was and into, spoiler alert, the beginning of vertical. Yeah. <laughs> so it's reaching this place to where, we really can't even sustain the ministry by the people that are coming on yeah. Saturday nights. We even try for a while as, as an incentive program to put like the weekly giving amount needed and then yeah. like the ones received and it ends up just being like a punch in the gut. Yeah, it's like, it's just more like of when a, you have to print it off and to look at it and you're just like, uh, this is tough. So, you know, then I get to this point of like, okay, we can't even sustain this anymore in the way it looks. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, do I need to go get just to another job and kind of yeah, call this thing. Um, say, okay, well, this is not what God's called me to apparently. Yeah. And um, it's it's a time that's hard for me. I'm 
questioning myself and wondering, okay, God, where are you? And I thought we were going down this path. I thought you called me and all of that stuff. There's some, again, you, you add to that some people leave along the way and that's hurtful and you don't yeah. know how to resolve some of that stuff. And It's the pastor's journey that no one really is able to fully relate to. That's such <laughs> yeah. yeah. the, uh, it's, it's the tough part of being a pastor. Yeah. yeah. So I remember coming home and Heather and I talked and I said, this was coming down. We're going to make a decision here because there's, we can't continue like it is. Yeah. I'm either going to have to go get another job and we have to change all that we're doing. Or is it like a, let's pick up and move to some yeah, other church. Or, or is, there some, is this God closing the door and about to open up something else? Yeah. So I remember telling Heather. And this wasn't just like a casual sit down, like, you know, I was kind of no. thinking, I mean, this is the most like. <laughs> this is it. So I, I called Heather, mom, and said, hey, get the kids together. I'll come home this afternoon and we'll just have a serious family conversation. So we do. And I lay it all out for all of y'all at yeah. the time, which, you know. Um, I'm 14. Yeah. Raina's 23. <clears throat> Thank you. That's the space. And everyone else is in between. Andrew was like, that's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm explaining all of this and I'm, I'm just broken at the time. I don't know the answer. I just, I'm full of questions and uncertainty. And I, and I remember ooh, standing. Mm, it's worth it. Bring it to the table. In our, uh, in our living room that day saying, I don't, I don't know what to do. I need y'all to pray. And, Y'all were all good to remind me. God called us into ministry and God will sustain us and he will provide. And I, I felt like the man who had to be lowered down through the roof to see Jesus because he didn't have the faith, but his friends did. That's what I felt like that day. It, it was that that day. Yeah. yeah. So we all prayed. Uh, Y'all uh, probably with more faith than me at that time for God to provide an answer. And so uh, I left with a little bit of a little bit of more faith, like, okay, we need to do something, do something different. This is not working. So let's find a way to start an encounter on Sunday mornings. Yeah. What we had we thought was good. Yeah. Oh, all right. Where are we gonna do that? I don't have a building. I got no clue. Well, let's do it in our home. Yeah. We'll just start. And if we get three people that want to come to our home on a Sunday morning, That's we great. will. Our, our family had the mindset of like, if it just takes our family having church here together on Sunday morning to make this feel like we're doing something <laughs> on Sunday morning, we're doing that. We'll keep doing Saturday night church, but we're also going to do Sunday morning church. Yeah. And we did. And some people joined us that hadn't been joining us on Saturday nights. Yeah. And still knows there's no clear answer. Two weeks of that go by and I get an email from a guy I'd never met before. And he's the pastor of First Baptist Ovilla. And he says, hey, I heard about your church encounter. Would you like to get together and talk? Sure. So we set it up. Uh, we're going to meet at uh, in Waxahachie. And very uncharacteristic of me, I sleep past my alarm that day. That doesn't ever happen. <laughs> Dude normally wakes up at like 6 a.m. every <laughs> exactly. day. So I wake up late. I get down there, meet this man for the first time. He explains where the church is, First Baptist Old Villa, what they had walked through. They had been through some staff changes. 
the church has, was struggling that had a lot of internal strife. They were really dwindling. A church that had at one time run three, four, three, 400 people. Yeah. They were down to, you know, some 30, 40 people. I said, man, I can relate. <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about. But he says, you know, I actually looked online and I've been listening to some of your messages. And like, oh. uh, yeah. what? He said, yeah, I saw a sign that you actually had out on the highway there in Middlelothian for just a little while, which we had for a very short period of time. And like, short as in like a handful a of weeks. Yeah, we put that sign out there and the city said, hey, you can't have that sign out there. And See that was it. And, and this sign was really <clears throat> like, uh, it was a giant poster that we got that was like probably eight feet wide. Yeah. But I mean, it was literally like on two by fours that we like stabbed yeah. into yep. the ground. Like that yep. was it. This yep. is like, we did not buy a billboard. This no. is the most DIY <laughs> we <were. laughs> thing yep. possible. Yep. But he saw it. God had him see it. And he went online, listened to some of the messages. And he said to me, what would you think about our two churches merging? And you could be the lead pastor. And I thought, this is crazy. Like what in the world? How yeah. in the world? And this then, is again like weeks after we had met in the living yeah, room. Yeah, two weeks after yeah. that. And yeah. so <laughs> I remember leaving there, calling Heather and telling her, and just both of us in tears and shocked. Our entire and, family was floored by it. Yeah, like yeah every we, single thing was the most like, like this was the most God evidence thing yeah. we could have ever thought of. Yeah. So he and I continued to meet, and uh, I'm I'm going into this just like what in the world is yeah. going on. And as the few weeks uh, continue forward with the encounter Sunday mornings, we we ended up being too big for the living room, move yep. over to the Heritage House here in Midlothian, yep. Yep. Uh, meet there for like three weeks at about 80 to 100 people. Yeah, it's and, it's filling up. And it yeah. was like, That's crazy. what in the world is going on? Yeah. And, yeah, so uh, he and I keep meeting, and we plan for the church to, our two churches to merge and form a, a new name new vision, keep the same doctrinal truths, um, decided on the name Vertical Church, and with that little tagline phrase, lift him up and live him out, that this yeah. would be our goal is to do that very thing, that we would we would lift up the gospel and lift up Jesus, but the focus would be on how do we live him out. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all that, you know, all my past and all that has come forward yeah. to where this moment is, is all gonna come to pass in this, this ministry yeah. for crazy. him too. Yes. And so uh, we start in April that year. 2015. 2015, six weeks yeah. from the day we start meeting till that and six a church is formed. Yeah. And both churches meet together. We start having some fellowships yeah. and plan for a launch date. And these 40 people each come together and we begin in we 2015. Had like 200 something on our first day. <laughs> yes. A lot of prayer, a lot of footwork, a lot of excitement. Yeah. And yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. There's, it's not 80 anymore. It's yeah. 120, 150, yeah. almost 200. You yeah, know, I think it was. It was almost 200 opening, on Easter. Opening day. Yeah. It's a facility. Finally, we have a building. Yeah. You know, yeah. We can meet. Uh, we can have a youth ministry. We can have a children's ministry. We can have classes. Yeah. We can have an office. Yeah. It was Wild. a completely We never had that for any encounters life. No, I had an office I met in, but that was it was just me. Yeah. 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 So, so again, we could go year by year through the life of vertical, but let's go to vertical now and talk about what is it for you each day when you wake up, you're like, yeah, wow, this is vertical now. And this is what I love. Yeah. So again, you fast forward. So here we are, eight and a half almost eight, eight and a half years later. We're running. 
on any given Sunday, 450 total yeah. in on children campus. On, on campus, children and worships or two worship services. Yeah. And God is blessing. You know, and we're seeing things happen that we that were, you know, kind of beyond what you might have expected. Yeah. In, it's way beyond what we eight, expected. Eight years. I have a, there's a staff of people. Yeah. yeah. And some of them are my family members. Yeah. And all gifted and called. And everyone on the staff is passionate toward this end and great relationships. Yeah. And then the church is growing. It's healthy. There's a a healthy organizational structure, uh, great leaders, and God is yeah. blessing. Yeah. And it happens every Sunday. So, you know, you've got this powerful men's ministry, women's ministry, worship yeah. ministry, youth ministry, children, every bit of it is, yeah. they're hitting on all cylinders. And like so many important sermon <sighs> series that have completely reshaped the church and has like reunited everyone to... In faith. Yeah. 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 And to move forward together. And so, you know, that's a powerful series along the way. We, we are series driven. We yeah. move yeah. by the themes. We're obviously teaching from scripture. We're not just yeah. topic based. We're, yep. yeah. we are um, biblically based, take our messages from, from scripture, but we're applying them to life. We're yeah. lifting him up and we're living him out. And when you start helping people know how to live out truth and where they fit in God's story, it changes them. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So, uh, that's vertical now. I'm not sure I answered all your questions, okay. but uh, we'll, we'll get there get with there. this next yeah. one here. Uh, just another crazy thing happening now is you have uh, Papa or Nick Harris, who yeah. was once your mentor for <clears throat> right. again 20 plus 22 years, you're under him. Yeah. Uh, and then you move out in a sense and begin your own church. And now he is serving here at Vertical, as in <laughs> making the breakfast every week yep. at the men's breakfast, serving in your ministry now. Yeah. That most of those men don't even fully understand the, full, the full story of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and now also in the church, you have uh, people being called into ministry. Uh, yeah, and that's crazy. It you is. know, to where <sighs> you, nineteen eighty three, nineteen eighty one, here in Ovilla, become a believer. Yeah, nineteen eighty three, join the ministry, and here we are, forty years later, of established influence in this mm-hmm. North Ellis County mm-hmm. area, uh, and you have people being called into ministry here at this church. Like, yeah. like what? What does that even mean? To you, like, is that just incomprehensible? It, it's mind blowing because you know, you, there's things you have hopes and dreams for. I, I try to be, I try to just say, okay, God, I don't want to get my thoughts out there because I do. Uh, they might not be your thoughts, mm-hmm. so I try to lay some of that aside. But well, to and, think, and God's made it obvious that His thoughts and plans are significantly <laughs> way bigger and better yeah, than different ours. than mine. So yeah. I'm like, ain't yeah. doing that. But to all of a sudden have people come along and say, hey, I think God's called me into ministry. I, I believe God's called me into ministry. Well, I believe God's called me into ministry. All of a sudden, you're seeing this, you know, reproduction of life uh, in people that are coming to Christ. But now you're you're seeing leaders raised up who want to carry on as yeah. well, yeah. who want to be on staff and be pastors and and have their own churches someday. That's who that's overwhelming yeah. to think about. Absolutely. I think so. what's crazy too is just even like as we went down that entire uh, like just the years of your ministry of whenever someone comes to you or true and it's like, hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in ministry mm-hmm. of this kind of just like quick flash of like, yeah. here's uh, every single thing what ministry yep. is. Yep. And at the same time, like being so excited mm-hmm. but being like, you're going to go through so much. Buckle yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. buckle <laughs> up, man. This is, a, this is a life. Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, the joy is in, 
again, seeing people see faith as a vibrant, life-giving part of their life. Yes. It's like, this is not dull, empty religion. This is my life. And Jesus has truly come to set me free. Mm -hmm. And he is changing me. Mm -hmm. So I love, like the series we're in right now, Set Free. And hearing people tell stories of, here's the most fresh thing God's doing in my life. People that have been believers for decades say, here's the new thing God's doing in my life. That and people's passion to follow God Mm -hmm. and calling into ministry, all that stuff is like... God, you you are far more gracious than I could have ever yeah, imagined. And exactly. so I'm I'm humbled and grateful to be a part of it, and to yeah. think I get to have my sons involved in ministry as well. It's awesome, beyond what I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And daughters, yeah. all yeah. here as well. Yeah, uh, serving my wife here, and so many friends all here together at this time. Oh. Only yeah. for such a time as this could God have a purpose yeah. bigger than what we can comprehend. Exactly. And uh, I'm overwhelmed yeah. by all of it. So with all that, you have vertical now, which yeah. is just a crazy thing. <laughs> vertical future. I mean, what is it for you that you're like, this is this is, this is is where I'm headed. Yeah. This is it. You know? Yeah. Well, obviously I'm not finished yet. This is this is True. a birthday, Let's go. It's not retirement. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so sure. Come on, that's for sure. There's more. Uh, you know, who who could have foreseen the internet and the options available through tech? Yeah. So Hunter brings this to the table, a portal to the world, basically, yeah. by providing uh, videos and podcasts and audio recordings that are making their way out into the internet and the world 813 yeah. subscribers at this point yeah and, and if people, you have subscribed yet yeah, yeah this is a subscribe. great time please like and subscribe and people commenting and letting us know hey my cousin in this state listens or my grandmother yeah. in this state listens and like wow this is That's amazing it's crazy how there's the one guy who uh, was in eureka springs who found us by accident looking for another vertical <laughs> church found us and then listened and he was like i want to be baptized yeah like true. even that was like what uh, that's awesome yeah that's awesome. and so um, you know, I don't know exactly what the future looks like. Yeah. I know there's more yeah. and I'm committed to that. We're not yeah. through lifting him up and living him out. We're not yes, through exactly. proclaiming truth. We're not through seeing how God's going to train up these people that are called into ministry. We're not through, I believe here at vertical, you know, facility wise, numerically wise, but depth wise in, the, in yeah. people's lives, Absolutely. people seeing their children come to Christ, their families yeah. fully serving the Lord, people understanding what their purpose is in Christ. We're not through yet. Yeah. So Absolutely. I don't know what that so means good. for the future. I, yeah. I, I can see glimpses of, of training, training up people into ministry. Yep. And, you know, I think about this day and time in which people are questioning, um, I'm looking for options in how to train my children these days when it comes to education. I see options there ahead for us as how do we help parents and children be trained and brought up in the ways of the Lord. Uh, How do we help people apply truth to their lives? How do we help them move forward and navigate that and and be husbands and wives and mothers and fathers who are fully walking in God's ways Mm -hmm. and us, us providing training opportunities for that, you know, um, I don't know what all that looks like yet. I see it. I see what it, the end yeah. goal is. Um, but there's so much more that God has for us yeah. uh, here locally for the people in this region, mm-hmm. uh, but beyond and even even beyond that, the influence yeah. that God has birthed here. There's a purpose in it. It's, yep. bigger, it's bigger than us, and it has only just begun. So. That's good. That's 
good. Stuff. That's awesome. So awesome. I mean, that's all I've got for all the yeah. the timeline of things, and I'm excited for for what's ahead for the church for us again. Like yep. you're saying, you know, even with Encounter and even at Ovilla Road, your passion was for the next generation to pick up faith, and the next yep. generation to pick up faith, and yep. the next generation to lift them up and lift them out. Yep. So again, that. That's what our passion is here at Vertical, and that's what we're going to continue to do, like you're saying. Uh, And so I'm so glad that you uh, clicked on this. I hope that uh, you are encouraged by the life and ministry of Brian Treadaway. And uh, if you have been impacted by his ministry, if you would comment down below and say, hey, this is some... This is an awesome story uh, that I've, you know, have this relationship with Brian for this long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'd love to hear those things. If you also want to, uh, you know, message us on Facebook or Instagram, we'd love mm-hmm. to hear what you have to say. And even if you haven't even stepped on campus and you've just been watching for this long, like we'd love yeah. to hear from you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, for now, that's, that's what we got for today. Super yeah. excited. Super so, great. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. We'll keep lifting them up and living them out. <laughs>